On this week's episode of the podcast, we talk about some sales numbers from June that may surprise a lot of people. A brand new Tom Clancy game that I'm pretty excited about. And Valve shot at the Nintendo Switch. Let's get into it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's gaming news and we bring it to you. We are on episode 37 this week, man. 37. Yeah. Going strong. Train awesome. takes yet the... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Um, yeah, you did say that, right? Yeah. yeah, you did. You did. I had to think about that. You said it weird. <laughs> like, my bad. My bad. I mean... <laughs> Either way, um, yeah, well, you know, I'm your host, Denzel, a.k.a. Black Ice 8, joined by my amazing co-host, as always, got Manny in the middle here, a.k.a. Goopmaster Flex. What's going on, bro? Stay gooping. Stay gooping. Stay gooping. You already know. And, of course, we got the one and only Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. What's going on, bro? Damn right. Well, you know, same old shit. Here to talk about some good stuff. Though we got some some stuff to talk Ooh, about. We got today. some great, we got some great stuff to talk about. Games, some uh, some new systems. Let's Herb just jump games. right into it, man. Let's jump some right into it. So, uh, oh, what was that? That was me jumping right into it. Okay. I can't jump right, right into it. I respect it, bro. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> get in there. You gotta. Okay, all right. I'm with you. All right. So we starting off with some uh, <laughs> with a game that we've definitely talked about quite a bit on this podcast. Um, it's everybody's favorite game, Cyberpunk 2077. So, <laughs> for all of you who who don't know, I'm, I don't know who doesn't know at this point, but uh, definitely one of the most overhyped games of uh, of last year. You know, it got released last December to some not so great reviews around a lot of bugs and issues that happened, um, pretty much prompting PlayStation to pull it right off of the uh, their PlayStation Store about eight days after its release. Um, you know, after many uh, patches that have come out on PC and Xbox and so on and so forth, uh, it seems like PlayStation and CG Pro- CD Projekt Red feel comfortable enough about the game to put it back on the PlayStation Store. And that happened, I want to say, roughly two weeks ago. Um, now we're getting some numbers that uh, those two weeks are... I guess it must have really been only like a week in June... Actually, I got. I mean, I'm double check those numbers, but I, I think it was only out for a full week in the month of June. But apparently, it's topped the PlayStation charts for the uh, the most downloaded PlayStation Four game, which is kind of wild considering all the negative backlash that we've heard about it. Um, you know, anytime I ever hear somebody talk about the game, it's always something negative, really. Uh, even though I I still think the game's a pretty good game, you know, minus the the bugs. And again, I played the game on an Xbox Series X, so I know that the bug situation wasn't as bad, the performance wasn't as bad, but I really enjoyed my time um, in Night City, and I thought it was a really good game. I think it's, you know, once they get those bugs ironed out and they have some more DLC, I definitely think that the game has, like, a much higher trajectory to go through. Like, obviously, we know how live service games can be nowadays. You can definitely come back from a bad launch, even as historic as uh, cyberpunks may be, so... Yeah, you know, I, I want to get into it. I want to get your your opinions on this stuff, guys. I know Chris, you in particular, you've still been touching the game here and there. Um, I know you haven't exactly beat it yet. You've been playing a lot of side missions, this, that, and the other. You know, what do you think yeah. about this news? Do you think that um, this game has a lot more legs to go? I mean, obviously, PlayStation gamers still seem to want to try it out. So, yeah, know. for sure. I mean, it's not a dead in the water game to me yet, at least. You know, like. It's not Anthem level. You know, I hate to always use it as the benchmark, but that is the benchmark of, like, a game that came out with a lot of hype and just died and got no kind of, no chest compressions, no mouth-to-mouth, no nothing. It just, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so um, I, I think Cyberpunk is far from that. I would not put it in that boat. Um it's a good sign. I mean, at least it can give the devs, you know, good faith, you know, if they can put the game back out on PlayStation store after being off of it for all these months and, and see a number spike like that, that's, that's a good sign of faith for them, you know, to actually keep the ball rolling and hopefully get us these DLCs like they're supposed to be getting us, you know, cause I'm, I'm actually kind of waiting for it, you know, despite 
a lot of the negative criticism that the game did receive, I feel like a lot of what I saw was mostly online. Everybody around me who played the game, for the most part, said that even though they all experienced bugs and crashes and all that, they enjoyed what they played. So I know once they actually get it right, it's it's a done deal. You know, I, the only reason why I haven't beat the final mission in <laughs> the game yet is because I have a penchant for doing this with video games and uh and and TV series that I really really like, right? And it's a bad habit, but like I save the last part of it for like ever. It's mad weird, bro. Mad weird. Um, there's a TV show I love called Fringe from way back from Fox. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know about this show. Sleeper, super sleeper. And I have not watched the final like three episodes on purpose, and it has been years, bro, years. <laughs> Because I'm like, one day I'm going to wake up and be like, you know what's a good thing to do? I'm going to watch those Fringe episodes, and it's going to hit. Because every time I do it like that, it works. So it's like, I don't know. I'm weird. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, point blank, it means I like the game. So um, I just hope they, like I said, carry through on their promises for the DLC and uh, keep the ball rolling. It's good. It's a good sign of faith for sure. Because I didn't expect that shit. That's That's... Uh, shocking. Yeah, yeah, that was, definitely was the last thing I was expecting to hear about. Yeah, Cyberpunk oh, yeah. seventy-seven, especially considering once they put it back on the store, I'm pretty sure they uh, Sony made them put a disclaimer. I think Sony put the disclaimer mm-hmm. to say that they don't recommend you play this game on a PlayStation Four base. I think they, I think they said you can play, or I think they said they recommend playing on a Pro or a PS Five. Um, which is crazy. I don't. I think it's unprecedented. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Manny, what's your take on this here? Do you think um, there's more light at the end of the tunnel for for CD Projekt Red with this kind of news? Or yeah, know. I mean, you know, it's obviously gives light to the hope of uh, the game actually being revived, essentially, and being back to like pretty much thought the game that we all expected it to be so it's you know i'm happy for cd project Red to get that you know publicity the fact that they are the top selling game um i'm all, you know i'm not really that surprised that it is though essentially just because you know a lot of people that you know that weren't able to get the game at first i mean it was like the first eight days and then they just took it off the store so not Really, everybody got the chance to buy it digitally, as well as, of course, you got those people curious to see, you know, what the game's about, that, you know, when the game got its heat for being pretty much unpolished and buggy and stuff like that. But, you know, hopefully we get some more news on DLC, multiplayer, you know, I'm, you know, excited to, you know, venture Night City with the boys, of course, you know. But, for sure. <laughs> so... Yeah, hopefully, like I said, this, you know, gets hope for the developers to make them want to keep on pushing this game forward. You know, they see that people want this game still. If people are still playing it, the game is good, despite the bugs. You know, at lunch, it was, like, first, like, really unplayable at some times. But, I mean, in the end, it's still a great game with a great story and, like, great side quests and all that kind of stuff, great city. The gunplay may not be the greatest, but, I mean pretty much here for the story but other than that it's a great game waiting on dlc hopefully we get that anytime soon as well as the next gen upgrade hopefully we get some more news on that and uh yeah 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 no that's that's uh you're right manny um it's it's interesting though because i i want to say i don't manny you know a lot more about grand theft auto online than i do so you're gonna have mm-hmm. to kind of run this down for me but from what i understand there's supposed to be a new expansion dropping tomorrow right Mm, the yeah. tuners yeah so it's supposed to add like uh tuner cars and all these different car events and whatnot and you know when i when so, i saw it i was like man like you know thinking about this I'm like this is what we could be getting from you know cyberpunk mm-hmm. like if if it really popped off the way it was supposed to initially and they, they actually gave it more time and launched with the multiplayer component and all that stuff like we could have had our own, you know, more modernized Grand Theft Auto Online. Obviously, Grand Theft Auto Online is like its own entity. It's a freaking monster at this point. It's basically an mm-hmm. MMO. But the one thing that I always, the, the one thing that always keeps me from actually going back and playing Grand Theft Auto Online is that I just feel like the the mechanics of the game, the controls are just dated, right? Like obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the game it's based off of GTA um, Five, which came out forever ago. So. Yeah. 
you know, like, I don't know. It's, for some reason, it just doesn't feel good to play to me anymore. But there's so much stuff going on that it's actually really cool. And I always wish that I could go back in. And every time I try to, I'm like, feel dated. Can't do it. So, yeah. you know, like, Cyberpunk, a little bit more. You know, obviously, the controls are more modernized. The, the gun play isn't that great. But it's definitely leaps and bounds ahead of Grand Theft Auto, in my opinion. <laughs> so, you know, that's like, they had an opportunity here, man. They really did. And definitely obviously it's still there in some level but man they're oh, it just sucks. sucks hopefully you know hopefully they release it before gta 6 because if they try to release a multiplayer by the time gta 6 come out that game's already gonna be dead yeah i mean in 2030 <laughs> pretty much yeah 2030 i'm talking about 2042 oh god <laughs> well, yeah jesus we're gonna be waiting a while for that grand theft auto 6 yeah it ain't coming no time soon they, they ain't got to worry yet yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll we'll see what else CD Projekt Red has up their sleeve. I mean, we know they still got to do the Witcher, you know, next gen mm-hmm. upgrade or whatever. They still got to give us our Cyberpunk next gen upgrade. But hopefully after that, you know, they have some room to hit us off with the multiplayer stuff. But um, you know, that's enough about uh, CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk. Uh, kind of in that same report or or blog post that PlayStation put out, um, we also saw that you know, okay, a um, Cyberpunk is top of the list for playstation 4 games but they also showed off that ratchet and clank which really isn't a surprise to anybody but ratchet mm-hmm. and clank is the uh the top selling game for uh, ps5 and also independent of playstation's blog post we also got some numbers dropped by uh, the npd group who kind of aggregates all the, the the game sales across the u.s i think specifically i don't think they do international but anyways they also confirmed that uh ratchet and clank rift apart was the best-selling game for the month of june mm-hmm. wrapped in that story also kind of brings us to our next topic here which is that the xbox series x and s uh were the best-selling console for the month of june uh well more specifically the best-selling console by by um revenue or by mm-hmm. dollar amount i should say uh the nintendo switch switch still beat it out by uh pure units sold but you know the fact that the Xbox actually sold more than uh, the PlayStation is is news, man, because obviously the PlayStation mm-hmm. breaking all these records. You know, they've been considered the fastest selling <laughs> system of all time and yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious. A, I didn't expect this to happen so soon. I, I do fundamentally think that the mindshare that's been going on around PlayStation and how much people want PlayStations versus how much people want Xboxes, it's going to taper off. They're going to get to a more even level eventually in the console generation. But I didn't expect to see so much growth from, uh, from Microsoft so quickly on this console generation. Apparently, not only did they um, sell outsell PlayStation, but they've also hit like a record that they haven't hit since, uh, I believe they said was it 2011 yeah basically the uh, xbox 360 era so i mean that's that's their best month since the xbox 360 era in particular which is kind of insane you know insane to think about um i'm curious what do you guys think you know manny do you think this is really more a product of the fact that there really aren't that many playstations out there to go buy or you know i mean from what i can tell it just seems like they're set like both companies are just selling through whatever the hell it is that they have. So, you mm-hmm. know, it, do you think it's a matter of Microsoft's gotten a big boost by all the the goodwill and all the things that they've been doing, or is it a matter of, you know, it, it was just what was available? I mean, it could go both ways because we know with the, the shortage on the consoles and everything like that, you know, pe- pretty much selling out everywhere immediately. I can understand why people think that like. Or people could think that, oh, they only sold more because they made more consoles that month, which is, you know, it could be a reason. But we also are, you know, got to think about that. We just came back from, like, the biggest gaming, you know, event in the year, pretty much. And Xbox pretty much came out there with the bangers. I mean, shoot, Game Pass was, like, a big hit of the show. The the fact that you get, like, six exclusives within the next six months for free. Oh, not for free. We got to buy the subscription, (laughs) but... Yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's just like purchasing PlayStation Plus, but you get these benefits from it. And not only that is, um, we also got to remember that Bethesda, you know, those bangers that they put out, Redfall and Starfield coming to PlayStation, not PlayStation. (laughs) Confirmed coming to Xbox. Confirmed coming to Xbox, not PlayStation. So I know all those Skyrim heads or Fallout heads going to definitely come to Xbox. Or even if they don't come to Xbox, but PC, but like, 
still, that's very huge. We know like how big Skyrim was back then. And, you know, Fallout has been as well. So I'm sure there's definitely a lot of fans that want to play the next Fallout, want to play Starfield, want to play Redfall and stuff like that. So we definitely can see, like, even though, yeah, you can argue that PlayStation might be the most mainstream console, at the moment, Xbox has more to offer than what PlayStation has, especially since... They didn't have really any press conference that showcased anything recently. I mean, we got the Deathloop. We got the Horizon Forbidden West. But the only thing is, we know Deathloop is confirmed for September. Horizon, I mean, that game still to be determined. And that that should, like, worry PlayStation fans as a whole. Like, did I really just spend $500 on a console with no games to play? So that could be people's mindset. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because that's, like... The flip mindset of uh, how people talk about X- you used to talk about Xbox is like, yeah, you ain't got no games. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. obviously, at, at some level, we know that the games are coming for PlayStation, right? Like, we know we're going to get the God of Wars, like, you know, the uh, Horizon as well, like you mentioned. But it's a matter of we don't know when. And it seems like, you know, like we talked about last episode, it seems like they may have shot their shot a little too early with some of the games at the tail end of the PlayStation 4 generation. They didn't space out stuff enough. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like well, nobody knows what to expect going forward. I'm sure Sony's got some sort of plan at some point, whether it's you know at the end of the summer, at the fall, to really showcase more things. But as of right now, gamers don't know what to expect, and I think a lot of people are antsy about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it makes sense. Like, that... Oh god, you can't forget about the director's cuts. <laughs> oh god. Don't even get me started on that. You know, Hideo Kojima said that he hates that terminology, director's cut. He doesn't I like that. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I hate it too. Well, he said more specifically because it's not a director's cut. A director's cut infers that there was content that got left on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. And he said with the, this director's cut for Death Stranding, he made new content for it. So, like, he hates that term, but mm-hmm. whatever. <sighs> a dicey situation. But yeah, Chris. <laughs> I want to get your take on this, bro. So, what do you think, man? You think you think E three really hit off for for Microsoft and they're really peaking right now, or you think yeah, man? I mean, for sure, man. Yeah. Because uh, I gotta agree with a lot of what Goop said. For me, you know, the Bethesda thing alone was humongous. Like, I really, truly think a lot of people. I don't want to say they trolled, but like they knew how big it was, but didn't want to like admit how big it was in the moment. And I'm talking about the people on the side on the other side of the fence. Mm. Right. So now that it's really becoming real, you know how it is for a lot of people. It's not real until it's like tangible, until you can touch it and see it and blah, blah, blah. And to be able to see Xbox exclusive, like legit, like it's real. I think that hit home for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one correlation that I always kind of make too is that remember how we kind of talk about those, the casual people, you know, they generally play, you know, 2K, Madden, COD the basic games that most people play. Mm-hmm. If those folks do decide to play RPGs generally, it ain't Dragon Age, it ain't it ain't none of those other games. It's Skyrim. 90% of those type of folks, you can bring up all those other games and be like, oh, either they don't know what you're talking about or they never played them. Mm-hmm. You bring up Skyrim in a discussion. You bring up Fallout 3 in a discussion. Oh, hell yeah, bro. And they know exactly what you're talking about. They fought the same dragon you fought. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like the pull to want to be able to play these next games is massive. I don't think people are really starting to, like, give it that credit until, like, now. Because that's got to be part of it. Um, Another thing for me also is I really and truly believe, like, people are super excited about Halo. And um, you can't play it any other way unless you get an Xbox. So they're going to go out and buy the Xboxes. And I mean, the Starfield thing is a big part of it. But at the end of the day, Starfield and Redfall are both next year, I think. Whereas Halo is in a couple months. So I'm telling y'all, you don't want to be that offy that mm, I can't play. You don't want to be that. You do not want to be that because it's going to come out, especially Game Pass Day 1. Like, Come on, it all kind of, this is what they wanted, right? They wanted it all to kind of string together and do its mm-hmm. thing, and that's what's kind of happened. So, um, yeah, I think that's a really a big reason as to why that's a thing. And then also, again, you guys also mentioned, you know, there's really just not a lot to play on the other side of the fence. There's just a couple of things to be excited about here and there, but 
is a lot to choose from, like right now. The only thing I'm really itching for is a new kind of, you know, FPS PvP type of thing. But you know, we'll get to some of that later. Um, yeah, man, I think it's 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 a big thing, man. It's huge. It's humongous. Yes, sir. So, pause. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you Thank know you. what? I'm gonna damn. You messed up my segue, yo. But I'm. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it's called good. Basically, you messed up my segue. Yeah, you messed up my segue, bro. Because I was gonna, I was gonna piggyback off of what you said. You know what? Whatever. We just go get into it. Based, do it, do based it. on what you said about you know new PvP first person shooters here, you know, it brings us to our next topic. Um, <laughs> literally just got announced. We're recording this on Monday. Just got announced what, about four hours ago. Brand new Tom Clancy game um, coming from Ubisoft. I, honestly, I'm. I'm mad that it's not Splinter Cell, but I'm actually pretty excited at what this what this really is. It looks pretty cool. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. game called Tom Clancy's X Defiant. Um, basically, it's a, it's a fast paced first person shooter arena shooter game. Um, it seems like they're when I first saw it, I thought it was like, oh, is this like a hero shooter? But the way they the way they explained it was that it's class based. You can pick any class you want. You can customize your character to look however you want. You can use whatever guns you want. Um, and yeah, it just it just looks so cool. Like it just got this edgy look to it, which looks very different from anything else that we've ever seen from a Tom Clancy game in particular. You know, Tom Clancy games, there's always like a a polish to it, right? It's a bit of a more serious tone. You know, it doesn't leave as much room for personality and wackiness as say like an Apex Legends or um borderlands or any of those types of games but this is like more punk you know there's a little bit more attitude to it definitely looks really cool um and in particular the factions that we were talking about they they derive from different areas of the tom clancy world so there's four factions that they announced so far i don't know if there'll be more going down the road but um the first one here is the wolves which is derived from the ghost recon series apparently the way they build those are more uh tank based characters mm-hmm. so they'll be the heavies um you got the cleaners from the division i don't remember what they build that ability as in they're um more like mm-hmm. the assault assault, no, class. No, no, assault. okay mm-hmm. so then they got the outcasts as well from the division and those will be the healer class and then we have echelon you know that's you already know you already know that's going to be mm-hmm. class ladies and gentlemen you already know <laughs> coming straight from splinter cell Coming straight from Splinter Cell. That's the support class. Uh, they even had in the trailer when... Um, actually, I don't know if it was in the trailer or if it was in the director's... I think I know what you're talking about, director. It was a trailer where he had like, showed goggles him. put yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he put the goggles down, you hear the... Choo! I was like, oh, I need it. They knew what they was doing. I they knew exactly it. what they was doing. It's so funny because I'm like, I'm so torn. I'm like, you guys fucking suck. I want Splinter Cell. But at the same time, like, this is cool. This is cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. I'm really excited for this. So, uh, Chris, I'm gonna start off with you on this one, man. I know you're newer to first person shooters. You know, we 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 you know bust your chops about that time and again. This definitely looks like more of a uh, Ubisoft's take on like a Call of Duty type of world. And I know that mm-hmm. you've been getting really big into Warzone, really big into Modern Warfare. So, I definitely want to hear what you think about this one. Yeah, man, it looks cool, bro. Like, just aesthetically, I'm really excited for what I saw. Um, I love, you know me, I like customization and getting that drip the right way. Pause. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you see me at Destiny. I be, I, ooh, if you ever seen my Guardian? What? Mm-hmm. Man, all right, let me stop. Anyways, you know I like that shit. <laughs> and uh, I saw plenty of that in the damn, uh, in the announcement trailer or teaser or whatever you want to call it. Um, the weapon stuff looks cool. I love the class system. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he said it's going to be, have a relatively fast TTK, which is good. That's what I want. I want it to be fast. You know what I mean? So the fact that you could change your loadout every time you res, there's a couple things that he was saying. I was like, that sounds cool. But then like there's alts and stuff to choose from as well. And I'm like, fam, wait, huh? So like that's what I was telling you earlier. It's like it reminds me of a couple of different games. Like there's there's certain elements that kind of gave me Overwatch vibes. There's certain elements that obviously remind you either COD or some kind of like army simulator. But then like yeah, I kind of even got reminded of Destiny a little bit because I'm like, yo, this man's put up a shield and was sniping through the shield, and that's a Titan ability in Destiny. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so 
it got my juices flowing. I ain't gonna hold you. But the one thing I will say that's kind of crazy, there are certain people out there that are mad that uh, Tom Fancy's name is on the game. And I was like, but they're using stuff from the universes. Don't, yeah, that's I, weird. It makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it makes like, total, I don't get it. It's total I don't sense. Get it. It's literally in that universe. Like heaps are heated. <laughs> you know, like not all, not a lot of people, but there's a good amount of them. I was reading. I was like, good God, okay. Hmm. Damn. They some of them I guess take the Tom Clancy name sacred. Hmm. So if you do anything that's outside of the realm of realism or I don't know, grounded in reality type of shit, right. then they're just like, nah, <laughs> like don't put his name on that beat. So, I can I can kind of see that. I mean, yeah, I thought that's literally the whole point of why they chose the name and they went with the tone that they went with. Like, this all seems very deliberate. deliberate. Yes. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously they have to get approval from the Tom Clancy camp. I'm sure they're yeah. cool with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the the thing that's coolest about this is <clears throat> if we look at how Ubisoft handles multiplayer games right like Manny you you and I and the rest of the crew we've really been getting back into Rainbow Six Siege recently we know how long that game has been going on that's a good six years maybe plus Mm -hmm. they've been very consistent about releasing new content releasing new operators so on and so forth now you've situated yourself in a way that you've created a game that's a a live service game free to play um they they've pretty much said flat out we want this to be a game that lives on forever (laughs) They said we don't want to just release the game and abandon it and you know let it go on. Like they they really seem at least at least for at face value, they seem really committed to making this a thing going forward, to building the community. They're they're really transparent about or they're they say they're trying to be transparent about development cycles and whatnot. You know, the game's gonna be launching in closed beta on August 5th, and they said that they want to just kind of continue to build it with the community. I would have to imagine that. Yeah, we have these four classes, these factions or classes, whatever you want to call it. But this has to leave room for them to add other Tom Clancy things that may not even necessarily be games in Ubisoft's library yet, right? Like, I know mm-hmm. we were talking about the um, show, or sorry, movie, uh, oh my god, what's it called? Beyond Remorse or something like that? The, mm-hmm. the movie that came out on Amazon that's uh, starring Michael B. Jordan? It's like, okay, like that's another area of the Tom Clancy universe that we really haven't explored yet in video games. Um, Jack Ryan is another thing we haven't explored yet in video games. Like this could leave the door open for more things like that. I'm sure I can't even think off the top of my head right now. There's got to be other Ubisoft um, Tom Clancy games that they haven't even referenced. They actually yet, right? they hinted at it on the website, though, which exactly what you're saying. Oh, really? Because okay. it says um, that it's going to be current operators and they plan to add more from the other universes and beyond that. Yeah. So the and beyond thing is, I yeah. think what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I mean, you, you also got to think about it. Like the term metaverse has been a thing that's come up a lot because of Fortnite, right? Fortnite. It's, it's like, it is the metaverse, right? You're getting like LeBron James in there now. Uh, you know, like Neymar was in there not too long ago. They had the Avengers in the game, so on and so forth. So, right. like, yeah, it, literally, literally anything. They've, they, they've mm-hmm. opened up the doors to put literally anything that you could think of in that game. They had freaking concerts in the game, so on and so forth. I don't know if they're necessarily going to go that far with this X Defiant thing, but because of the tone and how it's just different and out there, like, I feel like it definitely leaves the door open for some more abstract things to, you know, go into the game. So, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm I'm fucking excited. That's all I know. Manny, you know, I I, I didn't ask you yet. Sorry, I didn't really, I didn't get your full take yet, but uh, I want to hear what you, you know, I know you're obviously a big first-person shooter player as well. So, uh, yeah, what do you think, man? What do you, what do you want to dive yeah. into on this? I mean, they sold me at free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's free will definitely give this game some attention because not only will it, you know, be free, you know, you don't have to worry about paying a, a, a paywall and everything like that. You can just get right into the game, download it, play with your boys. So that, you know, it'll definitely give it so much attention. I'm sure a lot of people will be playing it. Hopefully, it'll give it a lot of life to it since it is free, which is something that I wish Rainbow Six did a long time ago since, you know, like, to keep on adding operators, keep on adding life to the game. You know, it's hard for, like, a new person to be like, all right, I don't want to spend, like, 20 bucks, 30 bucks to the game yeah. when you could just hop right in the game right away. Um and like, even if the game isn't good, let's let's say 
the fact that, you know, it's free, you know, really benefits us as well. So I'm excited. Um, I like how they talked a lot about gunplay, 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 how they're trying to focus on it, make sure, that, you know, it's polished because in a first person shooter, you don't want gunplay to be all, you know, soggy and trash. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you like, the that's the most everything. important part. Yeah, yeah. Controls are everything. And I liked how, you know, they had different classes, like you mentioned, the, you know, the Wolves Cleaners, Outcast, Echelon. That brings a, you know, a whole new um, thing to the game. I can't think of the right word, but, you know, it's very exciting because, like, you know, these arena shooters, like, you play games like, you know, Call of Duty, where it's just, like, one-dimensional. Are you just, you know, learning the metal? Okay, I got bunny hop slides, whatever. You know, that's the thing. But, like, when you add abilities to the game, like, I know how you, Destiny heads, like, you know, your hunters and warlocks and stuff like that. Like, <clears throat> you know, like, it brings an extra... I guess the, I'll say dimension to the video game, which yeah, makes it exciting. Uh, it like element. Yeah, extra element. There we go. So I'm excited. You know, it looks something, you know, it looks different. Something that we haven't seen. And the fact that, you know, this game could be like a competitive shooter, you know, could bring really hope to the future. I, we know Ubisoft is known for competitive games so like Siege and, you know, this one could be a new one too. So, I'm, you know, I'm excited and, you know, free to play. So, you know, why not give it a chance? Free to play, free to play. Yeah, I mean that's that's hey. huge. And another point too, guys. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, good. But I love the fact that it's a new FPS too. That eventually people are going to be streaming and stuff. When new games come out, man, these are good opportunities for all of us people out here trying to get up on our streaming. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, it's funny you bring that up because I was actually going to reference um, their attempt at Hyperscape, and I feel like. Mm. Ubisoft, the the publisher, because I don't think this is the same developer. Definitely not the same developer. Um, but the publisher, Ubisoft, has learned, I think, their lesson on how to release a game like this because obviously Hyperscape didn't go over so well long term. When it first dropped, I think their strategy was pretty cool, right? Like you announce the game, you basically make it so that only people who uh, are watching other people's streams can get the keys to, you know, play and so on and so forth it was a cool element but obviously hyperscape was missing something had a lot of really cool ideas but it you know it just didn't hit and i think certain studios are realizing like okay like this this battle royale thing it's not meant for everyone right like it's still still relevant obviously but it's not meant for everyone to dive into so like let's go back to what we know let's go back to the arena shooter stuff you know obviously we haven't really been seeing as many new arena shooters lately and i think that with halo right on the horizon you know i I think that this is a good time to kind of get back to that mode of like okay arena shooter this was the thing that made a lot of people fall in love with fps's and let's like go back to perfecting that and let other people spend a little bit more time doing the different things that they need to explore with battle royale like battle royale is still extremely important genre i don't think it's going anywhere but i think a lot of people are understanding like you can't just throw out a random battle royale game and hope that it works. Like, you know, for, for as many Fortnites and PUBGs and I don't even know if I want to put PUBG in that category anymore, but for as many Fortnites and war zones as there are, there are just as many hyperscapes and uh, radical heights out in the world, you know? So you got to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And um, yeah, I'm glad to see that Ubisoft's not falling for the trap right now, you know, doing something smart, finding a way to build, a long-term live service game in a different way. You know, they're kind of going back to their Rainbow Six Siege model, which they know worked. Obviously, Siege... See, I don't know. Would you Would you maybe consider Siege an arena shooter? I guess it's not, right? Like, it's more of a tactical, like... Yeah, more tactical. ...type of thing. Hmm. Yeah, definitely definitely a completely different vibe altogether, but... Mm-hmm. I have a question for y'all. Yeah. Y'all think at some point they kind of merge whatever they're doing with this with whatever they're going to be trying to do with Heartland? I hope not, but possible. Heartland is just going to be like, you know, their version of a battle royale for Division. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, I mean, I understand they both had the Tom Clancy name, so I can understand what you're thinking, but I just feel like with this defying game that, you know, they're just going to focus solely on like, the Tom Clancy universe and the stuff that they can add to the game instead of 
like at mixing up together because like two, they're two completely different games. So I think uh, I mean, maybe some, mix them together, but I think there may be some promotional like stuff that may cross yeah. over. Like maybe we'll get some skins based off of Heartland and yeah. all that stuff. And mm-hmm. the fact that this is coming out now and being announced now makes me think that Heartland we might not be seeing it for a while. Like maybe till next year, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Give this a little mm-hmm. bit of space to breathe. And that's that's kind of what I was alluding to too when I said like you know find the right things that work for battle royale right we we talked about this you know on previous episodes but like the way the division is set up it does seem like it would work well with battle royale right like it's already a desolate world you know drop uh, dropping in uh looting doing whatever you know whatever that game actually ends up being because obviously we don't know what it really is we've just speculated and seen some rumors and whatnot but mm-hmm. it seems like the way the division is set up it would make sense for that to be a battle royale. You're not forcing anything out and you're probably going to give the developers some time to really flush that out, make sure the gameplay loop works and then just let this X defiant game be the thing for a little while, you know? Um, Yeah. But I, to answer your question, Chris, yes, I do think that they will have some tie together, just not on a gameplay standpoint, Mm. but like, yeah, there'll be some skins that will probably be on certain developers that have something to do with heartland when heartland drops. I absolutely think that's the case. Because Ubisoft definitely does that quite often. Mm-hmm. Word, word. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> yeah, obviously, as you guys can tell, we're super excited about that game in particular. We cannot wait. August 5th. Make sure you guys uh, sign up for the beta. You know, you guys oh, definitely. Manny, I, already signed, I already signed up. Okay, you know, word. I'm just waiting on my code. You know, word, shout yeah. out to my Ubisoft. <laughs> we definitely going to be talking about that when it drops. But um, jumping over to some other massive news that hit last week. And, you know, we we were definitely chomping at the bit to get back on the mic and talk about this here for sure. But Valve, Valve just came out swinging, man. Um, they said, okay, well, you know, Microsoft dropping a new console, Sony dropping a new console. Well, Nintendo, I don't know what the hell they doing. They dropped something, <laughs> you know. They said, well, let's put our head in the ring. Let's go. So we're out here dropping their next generation uh, handheld, basically. It's called the <sighs> Steam Deck. Uh Man, it's it's freaking amazing. It's um, it looks kind of like an old Game Gear, right? Like I, I think we've talked about that before, but it's it kind of feels like not necessarily their answer to the Switch, but it's definitely like kind of like a like a stake in their flag in the ground to say, hey, we're here, you know? Like this is a a really powerful handheld system, um, seven inch touchscreen. Everything's all kind of contained within this, the unit itself. Uh, it's it's running like a Zen 2 CPU, which is basically similar to what the next generation uh, Xbox and PlayStation are running right now. The graphics card is not that strong, obviously, because it's a handheld. Um, for context, it's, it's running at roughly a, a single teraflop in comparison to the Xbox Series S, which is running at four teraflops. The Xbox Series X running at 12 teraflops. And then the PlayStation 5, which runs at roughly nine to 10 teraflops. So, you know, you're definitely seeing like, it's definitely not as powerful, but in comparison to the Nintendo Switch, like I'm sure that the Switch is running <laughs> half a teraflop, barely even that. You know, <laughs> remember what, back what? in school when people did the science projects with the potato to get power? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but the real question with this is, can it run a crisis? <laughs> you already know it can. You are yeah, definitely, definitely. Be a whole bunch of chaos, man. You don't know how well it's gonna run it, but it's definitely running crisis. And that's that's the crazy thing about it, right? It's it's essentially running a version of Steam's OS. It can run virtually any game that's in the Steam library. Uh, so all your games that you know, you PC gamers out there, any games that you already own on Steam, you're realistic when this thing comes out, you just sign in, boom, you can play your games. It's it's gonna run at 720p, but Chances are, you know, that's the thing about this whole teraflop thing, right? So the teraflops we talked about on a PlayStation or an Xbox, those systems are trying to push out 4K graphics. Now you're looking at, okay, we have a handheld that's only need only needs to deal with 720p uh, resolution on a seven inch screen. Like it doesn't need as much graphical fidelity for the resolution stuff. So it can really focus on running certain games at like ultra or high settings, which is kind of insane. Um, you know, I know, I know Valve uh, did a couple of interviews with IGN where they kind of talked about the situation outright. You know, they showed um, Jedi Fallen Order. They showed Control. Both of those games looked like they were running 
fantastic on that hardware. And I think they, they basically outlined that both of those games are running at high settings. And I don't know if you guys know much about control, but that game, it's kind of a bitch mm-hmm. to run like that. That game it's definitely, a wild yeah engine yeah. that shit looks crazy yeah, the physics all the stuff that's going on in there like for it to be running now on a handheld without needing to stream it from another place or whatever because I'm pretty sure didn't we talk about this I think control is on the switch but you have to stream it right mm-hmm. so I mean it's like you like the fact that it's just running natively and we didn't even get into the price right it's starting at uh $399 now we talked mm-hmm. about last week, you know, the, the Nintendo uh, Switch OLED model that's starting at three fifty. Like, what? <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, you know, again, I, I want to get you guys' take on it. Do you guys think this is a game changer, Manny? I'll start with you, man. Definitely. I mean, you know, we got those hardcore PC fans like, this is not what we wanted. It's a console. <laughs> but I mean, realistically. This is like, you know, game changer, like we said, we see how, you know, popular the Switch was when it took off. I mean, the fact that you have a portable device that you can essentially dock into your TV or take it on the go. And now you you take, you know, what they started, but you make something better with this being, you know, you're able to run PC games like Control, Jedi Fallen Order, whereas the Switch, you can only stream those type of games. And, you know, and it may be 720p on a 60 hertz display, but I mean, it's pretty impressive the fact that you are able to do it. So this is definitely a game changer, you know, like it's crazy to see how like the future of gaming is pretty, pretty much turning out. Like I said, like the fact that you got like essentially a portable PC in your hands is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it can do the stuff the Switch does. I mean, they may have they have a dock that you got to buy later. It is what it is, but I mean the fact that it's starting at four hundred dollars, the same price as a Switch, and the fact that you could probably play it is no. We 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 know the Steam library, the mass, the mass uh, whatever games they have, yeah. is like <laughs> massive the massive library of games. There you go. Yeah, yeah, they have compared to like you being limited to like a Nintendo Switch where you only have Nintendo exclusives and some indie games that possibly runs in it. So. Like I said, game changer. I'm excited to get my hands on one. I actually pre-ordered one yesterday. Hmm. Ooh, but yes, I did too. It's a game changer. Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, um, I'm not off you. <laughs> that's all right, bro. You throw, throw your five dollars down when you're ready. But um, but yeah, it's 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 amazing, right? Like you know, like I said, it's running Steam OS, so you know, obviously that's that's a tailored version of an operating system that Valve put on there, and it's basically running Linux in the background. But they did come right out and say, hey, you can just wipe this thing com- completely and install Windows on it and run your Steam games from Windows, run, you know, the Epic Game Launcher, run the Origin Launcher, run mm-hmm. the Xbox games, run xCloud. Literally, the possibilities are virtually endless here. And Chris, I know we talked about this a little bit beforehand, but, you know, th- the fact that you can actually kind of plug this into a docking station, essentially have this be a full-fledged PC, like, you know, what what, what kind of things do you think you'd be trying to do with this? It's 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 crazy just to think about, because I remember I just kept a couple of other ideas. Like, I think about stuff like, you know, the fact that you could realistically run Photoshop, like an actual program, not the app, not having to do it on your cell phone and dealing with, you know, constraints from whatever your phone can do or whatever. You can realistically download a program into this little device and run it, and it should run good. And that is wild to me because to me that's like, from a productivity standpoint, something that can be very helpful to some people if they're on the go. You know, the fact that it has a touchscreen, you know, I'm hoping that eventually, you know, somebody comes out with a third-party stylus that works very good for it, or maybe they even come out with their own. Like, it feels like almost in a sense when you think about how it could work as a computer or as a second screen for some people in their workstation, like, dead ass, the only thing to me that's missing from this device is, like, a camera. Like, that's honestly the only thing I can think of. I mean, it has, what, the SD micro card slot, I believe. Yep. It's, it's doing a lot of things right and a lot of things in a convenient way. You know, even for people who, you know, you produce music. You know, a lot of people, from what I know, they love to have a second screen to just put their piano roll right there on the screen. Why can't you use this for something like that? It's just, uh, it's just nice, man. This is really, really nice. Even people who edit videos, some people they came out with a laptop. Um, 
I want to say a year or two years ago from Asus. And the laptop basically took your your uh, keyboard and it split it in half and turned the top half of it into a second screen. Mm-hmm. So that way people can like take stuff and put it down there to be able to up their productivity or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, most people like that idea. It was very expensive, but the concept was, I think, kind of well-received. And so I'm just thinking about it in that aspect of just having something that's to the side that can do all these other things, but it also plays your games. But it also does all this other stuff. Like, and it's got a microphone built in so you can <laughs> communicate with your friends because you want to play with your friends and talk to them at the same time. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have to use some third-party shit like Discord if you don't want to have to do it. This allows you to do it. I'm almost positive it's going to allow you to do a Bluetooth connection, so I don't think putting a headphone on it is going to be hard. Like, fam, this thing... I'm just already ready for when they come out with the 2. You know, they're coming out with the Steam Deck 2. I wish they didn't choose that name because it's really annoying with the uh, Elgato product, but aside from that, man, ain't a a lot of negatives. I think I just touched on a couple of different productivity things that can be done with it, but there's a shit ton, I think, in other areas you can kind of use it for, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could probably use it as a stream deck. <laughs> you could. Yeah. You absolutely yeah. could. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. damn, that's nutty, bro. Like, yeah. You want to be reading your chat? <laughs> you want to be streaming and turn it into your chat? You can, you can just do whatever you want with it, bro. Like, what the fuck? That's if only you had a stand. So cool. <laughs> well, I mean, the dock. Somebody's right? going to make one, or, or somebody else is going to make one, too. But the dock, sure. the dock um, would be your stand. There you go. Boom. You're good. That's it. Um, But yeah, man, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's wild to think about. Like Valve just kind of came out of nowhere with this, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. a week after all the trash we were talking, you know, about Nintendo and not giving us the Switch Pro that we have been wanting. And actually, funny enough, funny enough, there's a there's an article or, or some piece of news that came out today where Nintendo was alluding to the fact that y'all ain't getting a Switch Pro. I mean, chances are they're probably they're probably used the terminology Switch Pro. But they may have something going down the pipeline, but you know, Nintendo signaling that that might not exist, like that might drive more people to go and get something like the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. But you know, for all the positives that that we are talking about here, because I am very excited for it. Like I said, I'm I'm definitely already went and pre-ordered mine. Um, I'm gonna be getting this day one because I think it's super cool. But the community does have some concerns, and I do think <laughs> some of them are pretty valid, right? You know, we think about Valve, we think about the way they've handled hardware releases in the past. They haven't had the best track record. Um, I know we can speak to the, uh, the H, well, what, what, it used to be called the HTC Vive. I don't even know what it's called anymore. But basically, Valve's, you know, jumped into the, the whole VR market and it hasn't been well supported um, as far as software updates and, you know, I guess some of the different things that most people would be expecting especially when you t- you know take a look at what's going on with oculus like they're very consistently hitting with software updates new games new this new that like kind of hitting the ball hard um so i think a lot of people are concerned that valve may not support this as well going forward but then again you know it's like it's the, it's a pc still right like mm-hmm. there's a ton of other stuff you can do with it right there's it has mod support like we talked about it can run windows you know, it, it it still is a portable PC in your hand that lets you do all the things. So even if Valve doesn't necessarily support it in the way that we might want them to, and maybe there won't be a, a stream deck, Steam Deck too. See, <laughs> damn you, Valve, damn you, Elgato. It makes it even worse because <laughs> Elgato also released a new Stream Deck this week too. So it's just like, <laughs> uh, news-wise, it's like messing with people's too. heads. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I... I am a little concerned about that side of the Steam Deck stuff, but you know, I don't know. I, I, it's still cool, man. It really is. It's still mm-hmm. cool yeah. today. Yeah. <clears throat> Having out just put in your pocket is just stupid. <laughs> like, you just be on a plane just working on stuff, bro. Like, you could just do that. I mean, you could do the same thing on a laptop, too, but I mean, you could maybe in some situations just leave your laptop where you got it, just bring this shit with you and just do certain things because you ain't gonna need your laptop or everything if this can do it and play your games. Like, just yeah. bring your fucking charger, you know? It fits in uh, like an interesting uh, space of, I mean, it's basically a tablet, right? Like, when you really break it down, it's just it's like a, a mega tablet, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah it's, it's a tablet. And, it, and if you're more of a gamer, right? Like, this creeps into competition against like an iPad, right? Like, 
obviously an iPad does a very specific thing. It's it's at this point kind of a general computing device because the level of apps that it has is just freaking wild and it's mm-hmm. very well suited to a touchscreen. So I will never take that away from what Apple has done with an iPad. But if you're a gamer, you really only care about gaming and this thing already has a, a joystick built into it. And you can just download all your games from Steam and do whatever it is that you want. Or if you really wanted to, you could stream. Like if you're on an airplane and you have Wi-Fi, I don't know how well that's going to work. But if you want to do the xCloud thing, you have Game Pass. That's a whole other avenue that you know they can really be hitting on. Now, with that being said, I do think one of the counters that Nintendo would have to this is if the rumors are true about the whole Game Pass thing. If that pops off, like... It's it's obviously still not going to be as powerful as the Stream Deck, but opening up a bigger library of games, that could speak to a lot of people. And then the one thing that the Stream Deck is never going to have is, you know, the Marios of the world and all that stuff. Yeah, you can run, like, Nintendo 64 ROMs on it and all that stuff, but, like, Breath of the Wild is never going to be on Steam Deck, you know? Like, those types of games that people really go to for, Nintendo in particular... Like it's it's interesting because I don't know how much of those demographics overlap, right? Like, yeah, it's a it's a handheld, but people who love Nintendo, they love Nintendo for specific reasons, right? They're not necessarily looking for the power, they're not necessarily looking for the crazy library that Steam has to offer. If they care about that, they probably would just be playing a PC anyways. They mm-hmm. really just want it for Smash Bros. and um and Mario and Luigi's Mansion and so on and so forth. So that's definitely also something, you know. I try to keep into perspective because it it's different. Nintendo offers an experience that you can't get anywhere else, you know? And I know Chris, you know, you, you have your feelings about Nintendo. Largely. I feel the same way about most things. I just don't care for what they, what they're doing lately, but you know, I'm sure you can attest to it. Like it's hard to deny. They, they have games that, a lot of gamers no, like of course of course i'd be stupid to, to deny that yeah. yeah and they speak to the nostalgia of people right like even though i don't particularly care about most of that nostalgia stuff like it is still one of those things like we just talked about in the previous yeah. or the previous couple mm-hmm. stories right like nintendo switch is still selling top top units for the for the month and the years and so on and so forth it's crazy to me man i mean yeah i guess Chris, in particular, I'm curious, what do you think it is about that, though? Like, Nintendo's just seems uh, to still have a chokehold on a lot of people in a lot of ways. Well, uh, if I'm going to be 100% honest, I really, truly believe that a lot of it has to do with how Nintendo markets it to the kids, too. Because mm. I know a lot of adults do play it for nostalgia reasons, and I'm never going to argue against that. Like, there's a reason why Mario is still relevant in 2021, even after all these years. Yeah. But at the same time, like every time I've been to GameStop, especially in the last like year or two years, three years type of thing, there's always at least one or two moms in there trying to buy a Switch for their kid because their kid is begging for this thing and they need it. And to the point where you see them on the phone and they're like, well, you only have what? You don't have the black one? Oh, all right, I'm calling another store right now. And they're going crazy trying to find it. So it's just like, I guess there's just a lot of people also out there who really want to get one for their kid if their mm. kid is asking for it. Mm. Um, I don't think that counts for all of it, but yeah. Counterpoint. Because I used to work at GameStop and I saw some of these things happen, right? Do you think it's just a matter... So Nintendo is like a household name yeah. for kids' entertainment in particular. Kids don't necessarily... At least like the, the younger generation right now, they may not necessarily want... And a switch in the sense of like playing Nintendo games and all that stuff. Because I look at my little cousin, he doesn't care about Mario, right? He doesn't care about Zelda or any of that type of stuff. Who cares about Minecraft? He's out here rocking with Steve, Minecraft Steve. He cares about mm-hmm. him. He cares about Roblox. He cares about all these other Fortnite. He cares about all that stuff, right? That's what speaks to their generation. And, you know, fortunately, like Minecraft and Fortnite, those games are absolutely on the Switch. So it's great, whatever. But when you really break it down, right, like, they really just care about having a PC. <laughs> so my only rebuttal to what you're saying, and I think you're right. You're definitely right with that. My only one rebuttal is Pokemon. Because you literally cannot play that on anything else. And that's one of the biggest pulls I know kids always want, is that one damn game is Pokemon. I so it's like only see adults playing Pokemon, though. Are you like, like, Pokemon Go, when that dropped, it was just well, adults yeah, that was playing every, that. I felt like that was everybody. But I mean, like, 
I don't know. I feel like I still see a lot of kids who want to play Pokemon when it comes out. Like, I, I just feel like it's a thing. But I, I could be off. It's just what I think I see with my own eyes. I don't got no numbers or nothing on that. But yeah, no, I'm curious about it. Yeah, too, bro. I, speculative. I, I really see that all the time. When I pull my Switch out when I used to work at some of these other places or my 3DS when I had it, the amount of kids who knew exactly what was going on in every single one of these Pokemon games was insane. Like, I would be, like, actually impressed by a good amount of them just because they had really, really big knowledge on how the game worked mm. for some of them really young ages. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, that's the only one game that I could think about that Nintendo has that you cannot play really anywhere else unless you play, like, a third-party version of it yeah. or something that you have to buy a Switch to play. No, like, you're I absolutely don't know right. what else. You're absolutely right. I do think that's one of those things that does have, like, a a wide uh, demographic, I guess. Yeah. Know? Because, it, again, like I said, when I think about the other things that, like, when we were growing up were really marketed towards kids, like Mario and so on and so forth, like, I'm looking around at, like, the, the kids that I know in my life, and they just don't care about that stuff yeah. at all. <laughs> like they are all about Minecraft, bro. All in on Minecraft and Roblox and uh, what? Well, I don't think RuneScape anymore, but like all those other little weird games. Like you look mm-hmm. at the the best way to know about what these kids are interested in is go on freaking YouTube and watch what the most like streamed game is or whatever on YouTube, not Twitch. YouTube in particular, mm-hmm. and it's still it's it's gotta still be Minecraft, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely nutty to me, man. Yeah. That game will live on forever. And yeah, I mean, I think kids might want to play that on a Stream Deck. Steam yeah. Deck. God damn it. God. Yeah, see, that shit right there is not it. They got to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else could you call it? The Valver? The Valver. We'll that doesn't even we'll sound call it right. The steamer. Nah. I'll just call it the Deck. The Valve yeah. Deck. But I don't know. There's. That sounds much better. Yeah, the Valve Deck. I like that. The so, Steam Deck is way too close to the Stream Deck, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. just, come on. That's, I'm going to just start calling it the Valve Deck. From now on, guys, when you yeah. hear me say Valve Deck, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But yeah, guys, good conversation on this here. Anything guys, you guys want to add about the, uh, the Valve Steam Deck before we get out of here? All right, I'll take that as a no. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm right. excited. Yeah, man. I'm excited, I'm excited too. Uh, yeah, and this is actually going to be another good week. I mean, uh, you know, if you guys are watching this when we release it on Tuesdays, uh, Thursday we should be getting an EA Play event with some some news. I think by now we should also be getting some news about Skate, which is supposed to drop today. But yeah, oh, I mean, uh, definitely going to have a lot to talk about next week. So we'll check you guys out then. Um, before we go, though, Manny. Where can the people find you? You already know. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, y'all can find me at twitch.tv slash goodmasterflex on Instagram and Twitter at goodmasterflex underscore TTV, as well as TikTok at no context gaming. You already know, slide through. Word, word. All right. Hey. Mr. May 25th. Yeah, man. Y'all already know where to find your boy at. M A Y two five T H X X. That's on everything, uh, including Gmail. But don't be worried about no pen pal because I ain't fucking with y'all no more about no pen pal. You know, it's been a solid what six months. Be begging for a friend, I guess. Apparently, and nobody wants to pen pal. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You got what I need. Oh, rip Bismarcky. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Rip him, man. Rip. God damn. Damn. God damn. What a somber note to end on, guys. God real damn. talk. God All right. Well, you got to show my guy love. Yeah, for real. Rest in peace, my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, for me, um, Black Ice 8, you can find me at Twitch TV slash Black Ice 8. I'm on Xbox, um, Twitter, t- uh, PlayStation, Steam as well, uh, at Black Ice 8. Um, probably the only other difference is on Instagram. You guys can check me out at black. I say underscore gaming and uh, same thing on the TikTok as well. Although I need to step my game up on TikTok, put, post a little bit more, but, uh, work on mm-hmm. that. Also, you guys can check us out, uh, for the podcast. Our Instagram is at X pod and on TikTok. We're also by go by expansion pack podcast. So please make sure to check us out. Um, for those of you who are listening on all the podcast services out there, we also have a YouTube page. So make sure to check that out. 
please like, please subscribe. Helps us out tremendously. Um, But yeah, until next time, guys. See you guys later. Peace.